0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your DFS preview for this week's President's Cup, a brand new format. I guess it's not brand new, but one that we only use maybe once a year. We're going with Cup Golf, which means there's going to be a captain in place this week. There's a lot to talk about with the golf course, the format, the 24 guys that are actually going to tee it up for the United States and the international side. I can't wait to jump into it. Let's do it right now. Okay, let's start with the President's Cup. Let's start with that. Uh, 24 golfers, 12 from the United States, uh, 12 from the international side, competing over the course of four days to decide who wins the, yes, President's Cup. There are 30 matches, which means there are 30 points up for grabs. And I've put them into this little uh, spreadsheet here just so that we can talk through them together. So uh, this is not to be confused with the Ryder Cup, which... Does it similarly, but a little bit different for the President's Cup. This does go over four days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It is like your normal PGA Tour event. Um, The Ryder Cup goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So make sure that you have your lineups in, your wagers in, all that fun stuff Thursday morning like you normally would on a regular week. Because that's the way the President's Cup rolls. Now, uh, Thursday... There are only five matches. Uh, Those five matches are going to be foursomes. You're going to hear that all week long. Foursomes means alternate shot. So each of the United States and the international team will pick 10 golfers to compete. They will be in teams of two across these five matches. So for example, match number one could be Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth versus Sung J M and Tom Kim. That could be match number one. So what you'll have is each golfer uh, teeing off. So for example, if Justin Thomas tees off on number one, Jordan Spieth will hit the second shot and uh, Justin Thomas will hit the third shot. Jordan Spieth will hit the fourth, so on and so forth until the hole is completed, whichever team. Uh, has the lowest score on the hole, wins that hole. It's match play. So if Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth card a three, Sung Jm and Tom Kim card a four, that means US is one up in that match. Okay. Uh alternate shot is definitely the more difficult side of things. Uh this was Davis Love the third's choice to begin with foursomes he's allowed to pick you want to play four ball you want to play foursomes he goes foursomes alternate shot right out of the gate on Thursday that's the more difficult one the scores are not going to be as low in that format Um, so what you'll want to keep in mind is uh there is a requirement that every golfer on the team has to play in Sunday singles and one other session before that We're going to get to the point where we talk about fantasy lineups and things. The 20 golfers that go out on Thursday are probably going to want to be your core, right? Because those are the 20 golfers out of 24 that have the possibility to play every single session. This is an opportunity game when we get to the fantasy side of things. So um, if you don't play on Thursday you can't play all five matches, right? And even if you play and lose, it's better than not playing at all when it comes to fantasy. So you should probably be waiting uh, until we get those announcements for who's going to be playing against each other on Thursday to put those lineups in and guarantee yourself that you're creating lineups with golfers that are certainly going to have an opportunity to play every single session. There will be a press conference Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time announcing the Thursday groups so we will know Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time who's playing on Thursday morning or playing in the Thursday session so really ideally you're not making any lineups or you can save your spots or whatever but you're not really putting them out there until Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So we know we have the information available, which is important. Because on a regular PGA Tour event, I mean, you know what the opportunity is available to everyone. The opportunity is uh, two guaranteed rounds. And if you make the cut four rounds, barring a a DQ or a WD, something of that nature. So it it really turns more into an opportunity game here uh, than most of these weeks. So five Thursday matches five Friday matches, and Friday matches were going to four ball. That's same same idea, two golfers from the U.S. side versus two golfers from the international side, but everyone's playing their own ball throughout. So if Jordan Spieth makes a three and Justin Thomas makes a six, the United States team uses Jordan Speeth's three, and if that's good enough to win the hole, they win the hole. It's match play. Um, They will alternate that. So Thursday is foursomes. Saturday morning is foursomes. Friday is four ball. Saturday afternoon is four ball. So Saturday is the only day in which they play uh, two sessions. And it is one session of four matches in the morning, one session of four matches in the afternoon. So eight total matches on Sunday. You do the math. You got five on Friday, five on Thursday, eight on Saturday, which leaves us with... Yes, 12 Sunday singles matches. This is where everybody on each roster goes out and plays. There are 30 points available and it takes 15.5 to end up winning the President's Cup. We have seen uh, American dominance in this event. They've only lost this once and they're on a streak of, I don't know, have they won seven in a row? They've won eight in a row, tied the one before that, won the one before that, so they've not lost a President's Cup since, what, 11 President's Cups ago? Uh, And they are the heavy favorites to do the same again this year. Um, But we will see some smaller... Like, match play in general is very volatile, right? You know, you could uh, steal a hole here, you could steal a hole there, you can kind of get or get, it's a pretty volatile format, especially when you talk about alternate shot, alternate shots, very, very difficult guys use different golf balls. So while the American side are are heavy favorites, you know, there are going to be plenty of guys that play probably all five matches, which we'll talk about for the international side. There's going to be a lot of opportunity there as well. And of course, everybody gets Sunday singles. We've seen some updates, upsets in Sunday singles as well. So that's the president's cup format. Let's talk about the DraftKings format because it's different this week. DraftKings is using their cup golf format, their structure here. Uh, There are two huge points here and then a couple of smaller points so the scoring is different right on a normal week classic golf it would be you know three points for a birdie you'd get points for a par you'd get negative points for a bogey Um, there would be streaks of, of of birdies being made or you know a bogey free round things of that nature in cup golf they do it based on the number of holes that you win. So if you win a hole, that is worth three points. If you have a hole, it's 0.75. If you lose a hole, it's minus 0.75. There's also this caveat here about holes not being played, um, which in in match play golf would indicate a blowout, right? So if I beat you to the point where you can no longer, there are not enough holes for you to come back and, and win um, or tie me, the match is over. They don't play the final couple of holes. So if you win, you are eligible to get this holes not played bonus. So if you, if you finish your opponent on the 16th green, you get points for 17 and 18 that you did not have to play them. Those only go to the team or the player that won the match. You can't get blown out. Uh, and not have to play seven holes and get bonus points for that they, they, they don't let you do that uh, you win a match you get five points you have a match you get two and then they do have some streaks and bonuses five points for a streak of three consecutive holes and seven and a half points if you do not lose a single hole in the match that's part one of the big announcements The second big announcement is that they are using captain mode. So this is where instead of six golfers um, who are just regular salaried and get regular points, we're going to use captain's mode. So one of your golfers you are going to have to designate as your captain. That golfer will be one and a half times more expensive and earn you one and a half times as many points. So if the straight up regular salary on Scotty Scheffler is $10,000. Uh, if you want him to be your captain, it's going to cost you $15,000. And if you, and if you do assign him as your captain, you're going to get one and a half times points. So if he scores 100 regular points, you're going to get 150 points. It's a way to, uh, create, uh, differentiate a lot of different lineups When there's only 24 golfers in the field and you have to put six of them in your lineup, there's not a ton of combinations. um, Captain's mode allows for uh, a ton more combinations. A couple of other nuggets here, and this is important. This is not a huge thing, but it's a very important thing. They are playing in teams, right? Outside of Sunday singles, these guys are going to be partnered up. So I've been using the example of Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas uh, for the majority of this video so far. No matter if, if they're playing together, and Justin Thomas makes nine birdies, and Jordan Spieth makes nine double bogeys, but they go on to win, it doesn't matter. Both Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth get the same number of points in the matches that they are playing together. Partners, when they play together, will never receive different points. Obviously, if you make one of them your captain, that's a different story. But the actual points allocated to these golfers, when they are teammates, when they are partners will not be different a lot of different ways to look at that uh you could argue that roster and you can roster both guys you could roster Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas on your team and they'd be always getting the same number of points until they get to Sunday singles in which they would each have their own match and they would each get their own set of points you could almost stack guys right so when we get the Thursday morning um pairings if you saw that it's like likely Patrick can't lay in Xander Shoffley, you know, putting both of them in your lineup is guaranteeing that you get all the points that those guys earn. And it's a really good chance. Those guys play five sessions. So you're kind of like riding living and dying with those two as teammates. And you could do that a couple of times, as opposed to just trying to pick guys individually, it's a process. We'll talk about some potential, um, some potential pairings, uh here in in just a few seconds but i think that that is the vast majority of the things that you need to know for the draft kings format this week now let's look at the teams here okay because it's going to be important to know who's likely to play a lot who's likely to play with one another the u.s side we'll start there that's that's a lot easier because we have such a, a history of guys playing together and guys playing a lot so we're looking for five session guys the most likely five-session guys, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, right? Not only are they are they great, but they are well-suited in team formats. They play together a lot. Um, Captain Davis Love III probably gives a nod to Scotty Scheffler as being the number one player in the world, coming off such a great season. He probably plays quite a bit, doesn't have as much international team experience as Cantlay and Xander Shoffley do. The other uh, obvious answers here, uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, they've played together quite a bit. They're great friends, a lot of international um, experience. And then Colin Morikawa, who at the Ryder Cup was phenomenal and was partnered with DJ at times. DJ's gone. Maybe we find a different spot for Colin Morikawa. The United States has a plethora of rich, of riches, right? If, if there were any of these guys... If any of them played five matches, uh, I would not be surprised, but I think it's logical when you start getting first timers on the team, it it is still almost this like I don't want to say it's this old guard, but like it's rare for a rookie to play five matches, right? Like I as as great as Cam Young is and as awesome. He's going to be at Quail Hollow. Probably doesn't play five. I would assume. Um, Tony, and then you have like the nice guy. There is like a team aspect to this. Tony Finau is probably telling Davis Love the third, "Hey man, don't worry about it. Right? Like I'm here. I'm here. I'm a good teammate. If I play three or four times, like it's no biggie. Uh, You know, I'm not. He's not trying to force his way." into a bunch of different sessions uh Sam Burns kind of that quiet guy as well I think it's gonna be tough for him to advocate for himself uh Kevin Kisner who I think is 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 probably you know last man in on this team at Quail Hollow which might not be a great setup for him like probably doesn't play a a lot compared to his peers and then Max Homa Max Homa is kind of the x-factor here right so that's the, the obvious stuff when you start putting to lineups and bets together and there's going to be some great offerings like you know uh top point score for each team and things like that Home is kind of the x factor for me on the on the united states side uh he's coming off a win right which is going to loom large uh for davis love the third he is a winner at quail hollow in his career and he is Probably a perfect teammate. So you're going to get a situation where you might have guys clamoring to play with Max Homa. Would not be surprised to see Max Homa latch on with like Colin Morikawa, right? A couple of Cal guys who Morikawa's Ryder Cup teammate is no longer on the team, and you plug Max in like that could that could almost be a a, a power team right there. Besides the Kent Xander, Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed that we are expecting, that could be the power squad and getting either one of those into your line, either one of those guys or both those guys into your lineups, betting those guys, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I I could see that knowing the way that a lot of these teams come together or a lot of these partnerships come together. The international side is just like a complete toss up. Right. So there is not only is there always kind of a lot of question marks around the international team, but with Joaquin Neiman and Cam Smith getting the boot just a couple of weeks ago and Captain Trevor Immelman having to replace them, um, it's just like chaos on this team. So we had we had Trevor on the first cup pod uh, two weeks ago. It was like a couple of days before he announced his captain's picks. So we were kind of picking his brain. And this is the way that I see this going. You've got the top heavy guys that are very likely to play uh, five matches Hideki, Sung J M, Corey Connors, Adam Scott. The, those guys, I think, are very likely to play all five matches. Adam Scott has played, I believe, all but one match in his President's Cup career, which this is his, I think it's his 10th appearance. So you're talking about he's played basically 44 of 45 matches in his career. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's stopping anytime soon. Hideki's probably by far the best player on the team. Maybe not by far, but you get my point. It's just like international experience, phenomenal stuff, yada, yada, yada. Sungjae, Captain Immelman could not have heaped more praise on Sungjae Im. Um, he is, and it's warranted, right? He's been phenomenal. He declared, he said Sung Jim's the most underrated player on the tour. Like it's just, it's great stuff. And then Corey Connors, you know, solid, easy to pair with. I, I think those are the prime candidates. I will be betting Tom Kim to be top international point scorer. The second, those odds become available. The other thing to note is, um, You need you kind of need these guys that are going to either get hot or kind of be the X factor. Like everyone expects Hideki and Sung Jae and Adam Scott to play a lot. Everyone expects Patrick Cantlay and Justin Thomas and uh, Xander Shoffley to play a lot. Tom Kim is the X factor on the international side. He's 20 years old. Playing five times in four days is no problem whatsoever. We have seen him get electric white hot. Um, you know, winning at the Wyndham Championship. His ball striking is phenomenal. He is so well regarded on this team because not only is he an awesome player, but he's an awesome teammate and he's helping act as translator for the other Korean players. So that makes him a prime candidate to play with Sungjae. And even if he doesn't play with Sungjae, he's a prime candidate to play with Siwoo Kim or K.H. Lee. Like, it, it, it makes him really valuable in this team setting to be able to translate, to be able to play well, to be able to um, go five sessions. I just see a scenario in which he plays a lot. And if he gets partnered up with Sung JM Im on Thursday morning and they win, or even if they don't win, that might be a, a, a grouping that they that Captain Immelman does not get away from. Um, which would be very exciting to see. So... I think there's a lot of opportunity on the international side. Um, outside of those guys I've already mentioned, it's likely that that Captain Immelman just rides the hot hand here. So, for example, if he puts out, um, you know, if he puts out Pendrith and Corey Connors, uh, a couple of Canadians on Thursday, and they win, you probably see Pendrith again, right, with Corey Connors, something like that. So it, there, there will be a little bit of a, um, you know, hope that hope that these Guys that are not slated for five matches hope that they win their first, and then maybe they get four or five opportunities, depending on if they get hot or not. We've seen that at Ryder Cups plenty of times, right? Tommy Fleetwood, Frankie Molinari, just go out and start running rough shot. You're not going to break these guys up, so it, it is it is going to be very valuable to see to, see those um, those Thursday those Thursday pairings. Okay, um, that's <laughs> what have we covered? Presidents Cup format, DraftKings format team composition let's talk about the golf course quail hollow okay we know this one and it has a lot of pretty strong correlations here so if you start looking at uh the course the way it is set up the way the America remember the america they get to set this up right like they get to to kind of do what they want here and it's no surprise that it is going to be geared towards bombers now i will say um do I still have those Presidents Cup teams available? I don't. I thought Trevor Immelman. I thought he did a great job at picking guys to fit Quail Hollow. Um, you know, he went with captain's picks of Cam Davis and Taylor Pendrith and these guys that can just bomb it out there and and use their uh, you know strokes gained off the tee, which is one of the most highly correlated stats uh, to success at Quail. Hollow. I thought it was. I thought it was sharp. So I, I am excited by that. I think he's still out outpowered and you know outgunned in this event but i thought he did a pretty good job strokes gained off the tee has been uh by far the most correlated stat to success at quail hollow there were only six other courses on the pga tour schedule in which um strokes gained off the tee was more correlated the other thing uh driving distance highly correlated, Uh, 15th out of 43 courses on the PGA Tour schedule. So it means there's only 14 courses in which driving distance was more more correlated to success. Then you look at the setup. Well, they didn't overseed this year, and the rough is less than 2 inches long, 1.75 inches to start the week. Bomb and gouge, baby, right? This is going to be just like, if you're in the fairway, great, But bomb it as far as you can. I mean, they can stretch this thing out to like 7,500 yards on a seventy par 71. It can be quite long. It's why driving distance has been so strongly correlated. It's why strokes gained off the tee has been so strongly correlated. You see strokes gained approach 13th, which means there's only 12 other courses in which strokes gained approach is more important. This is a ball striker's paradise, right? This is where you got to be an elite ball striker. There are going to be spots of bother. Here are, the, here are the guys that, over their last 24 rounds, are the best fits. Tony Finau, number one, probably no surprise there. Sung J M and Tom Kim are two and three. Xander, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, Scotty Scheffler, so on and so forth. The, the spots of bother, generally the green mile, that is the normal closing hole, 16, 17, 18, difficult stretch to finish up. At Quail Hollow, they have actually rerouted this so that those three holes play a larger role in the matches. Because think about it. How many matches are actually going to go to 18? Um, not all of them, right? How many are going to go to 17? There's going to be there's going to be blowouts. How many are going to go to 16? So what they did is they moved 16, 17, and 18 in the routing. So now they're going like this. Uh, they're going to play holes 1 through 8. Then they're going to go... 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, go back to 10 and 11, and then finish on nine. So it moves the green mile to holes uh, 13, 14, and 15 for the week, which means they're going to play a large role in that. That's where like most matches are going to be determined, which I, I think is a really good job, really fascinating, really well done. If you have the opportunity to reroute, why wouldn't you reroute? So you can see um, you know, some of the guys that are, are, are likely to have su- success around, around Quail Hollow. They're your long hitters. They're your, your bombers of the golf ball, uh, your ball strikers. I mean, this is the, it's a true test. It's a real, true test of golf when you get to Quail Hollow. All right, the cheat sheet. And everything you see from this point forward is my website, rickrungood.com. Giant golf database dedicated to golf dedicated to fantasy and betting. Uh you should subscribe. It's awesome. Okay. So, here's the cheat sheet and there's kind of a lot to take in here. You notice that the pricing goes down to $4,000. Remember there's an opportunity to captain any of these guys. So Sebastian Muñoz $4,000, his captain price is $6,000, 1.5 times. So, um let's look through this together. The I know I'm such a sucker. I know the international squad is massive dogs. God, these prices are appealing, aren't they? These prices are really appealing. So let's let, let's start at the top like we normally do. Probably no surprises here. Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Justin Thomas out of the gate. Um, I, I think those were the four I probably would have suspected would have been the most expensive. Really, no problems with this. Max Homa 92. Max Homa, that is fascinating to me. Because I thought he was going to be a lot cheaper than that. I actually think this is a situation where he—I don't know—might be a little bit underowned, right? Wouldn't you rather pay up for a JT, which is like guaranteed opportunity? A Xander Shaufley, go down, get guaranteed um, uh, opportunity out of Hideki Matsuyama or Sungjae? I don't know. It feels awkward for for Max Homa to be ninety two hundred dollars. Uh, which as the week goes on, maybe we can get a feel for what that ownership is going to be. Maybe we'll know Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the live chat. Like we'll get an idea of what the ownership is going to be. Max Homa fascinating at 92 Sam Burns at 88. I could see, I could see Sam Burns. Um, well, it depends if he plays Thursday with Billy Horschel he could play a lot. That that's the natural pairing, right? You've got you've got Cantlay and Xander. You've got Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. You probably have Max Homa and Colin Morikawa. That's what I would do. You probably have Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. That's what I would do. They've played together at the Zurich Classic. So, what does that leave you with? Um, who does Scotty Scheffler play with? Does Scotty Scheffler play with Tony Finau? That would be a pretty interesting pairing. Does Scotty Scheffler get? Um, his choice of I don't know Cam Young or Kevin Kisner or something of that nature. I I, I don't I don't know. So Scotty's kind of in this awkward spot where he's the most expensive golfer. He doesn't have a natural teammate. Who knows what they're gonna do with him? I think he's gonna play a lot, but I don't know if he plays everything. It's kind of just awkward. So when you look at this. Uh, if Sam Burns goes out Thursday, I think Sam Burns could play a lot. If Sam Burns goes out Thursday with Billy Horschel, there's a chance Billy Horschel plays a lot. Billy Horschel, only $5,800. So we've got to start figuring that part out too, right? So um, that's definitely a wait and see situation. Colin Morikawa at $7,800 is seemingly criminally underpriced, right? I mean, I know he just closed out on his first season without a PGA Tour win, the ball striking and the approach play was phenomenal over his last 13, even as he was fighting his natural shot shape, right? Remember that? Remember he's fighting his natural shot shape. He can't hit the baby cut anymore. He's hitting a draw at the U.S. Open, almost wins the thing without that Saturday 75, 77, whatever it was. Still finishes inside the top five. Colin has played on one international team, Ryder Cup, in 20, jeez, the years are all screwed up now last year, right? Ryder Cup. Goes 3-0-1. Gets three and a half points in his first international taste of it. Loses his partner, Dustin Johnson. How is Colin Morikawa $7,800? That is horrible, right? Like he's going to be the highest owned golfer on the slate. He should be. Especially, Guy, just give me the Max home apparent. Give it to me. I need it, Davis. Give it to me. $7,800 Colin moore feels like the steal of the century. Jordan Spieth is $7,000. It's not a name we've talked about a lot, right? Because we haven't seen Jordan Spieth play since uh, the Tour Championship. And he had a decent run at the end of the last year, right? T-13 at the Tour Championship, T-19 at the BMW, missed the cut in Memphis, but it was a T-8 at the Open, a T-10 at the, at the Genesis Scottish Open. The ball striking numbers are there. The putter, eh. You know, not not great, but better over his last eight than it was over his last three. Tee to green numbers are phenomenal. You got to be a tee to green, ball-striking guy around Quail Hollow. That's what Jordan Spieth is. Has he played? Actually, let's do this. Let's pull up everybody at Quail Hollow. Every golfer in the field at Quail Hollow dating back to 2008. JT number one. He also gets the benefit of the PGA Championship they held, they held at Quail Hollow. So he won that. Uh, but finished T7 at the Wells Fargo Championship in 2015. He's missed one cut. Hideki is second, so Hideki's played 23 rounds. Bunch of really good finishes there. Has had a roller coaster of putting performances, but the ball striking has been phenomenal. Jordan Spieth is number three. So he's only played eight rounds at Quail Hollow. It's a T32 at the 2013 Wells Fargo and a T28 at the PGA Championship. So it's not a place that he's played a lot, and it's not a place that he's played recently, but when he's played there, he's gained... 1.35 1.35 strokes uh, per round. So Jordan Spieth, third in strokes gain total over everybody in this field, everybody in the President's Cup at Quail Hollow. Um, see Billy Horschel with eight rounds, Tony Finau next, 22. Tony Finau's got a ton of rounds, 22 rounds. Um, bunch of just okay finishes, right? Nothing inside the top 15, but he made all but one cut. It's, it's okay. Nobody's really dominant at Quail Hollow. Uh, we've seen some guys struggles there, struggle there. Sam Burns, five rounds. He WD'd at the Wells Fargo Championship in 2019 after losing four and a half strokes and then uh, finished T55 in 2018. He's kind of a different golfer since then. Siwoo Kim has struggled. Actually, Xander hasn't played all that well. Miscut the PGA Championship, T72 in 2018, T14 in 2021. So he's at least getting better as we get closer. But interesting to look at the, the Quail Hollow information there. But anyway... <clears throat> I think Jordan Spieth is probably criminally underpriced. It's so hard to have a built-in partner, right? And Jordan Spieth's got Justin Thomas, or you could pair him with a young guy. Like, it's just... It's seemingly so reasonable that he plays at least four matches. That that seems reasonable to me. Um, but I could be wrong. What else do we have here? Um, who is the cheapest... It's got to be Kisner, right? The cheapest American is Kevin Kisner, $5,000. Uh, I... I guess you'd be different. I just don't necessarily see a path for Kisner. And we'll know, like, especially if he doesn't play on Thursday. If Kisner doesn't play on Thursday, you know, he's going to play, like, he's been great in match play, but he's going to play maybe a couple of sessions. Quail Hollow's not a great setup for him. You go back, you look at the Holy Grail. He's got 20 rounds at Quail Hollow. He's missed the cut four out of seven times. He has a T6 and a T7, which is encouraging, but that's not a ton of consistency. I'm not sure I see a path to Kisner being like a really really great option for this week. If you can stomach it, um, the international side is fascinating. So Sung, J- we, we you know talking about Sung JM, I've 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 said a ton. Seventy four hundred dollars. Corey Connors is sixty two. That's fine. What you could see is a Thursday Canadian. Pairing, which would be Corey Connors and Taylor Pendrith. Taylor Pendrith is $4,400. I know he burned a lot of people in Napa last week. Very, very popular. Goes out, finishes T67. Didn't putt particularly well. Not Not the end of the world. Goes to a golf course that is probably one of the better golf courses on the PGA Tour for him. Right, Quail Hollow, just with how far he hits it and his ball-striking prowess, the way that he played at the end of last year. If him and Corey Connors, let's I just assume they go out Thursday and they win. They're probably going to go out Friday together. And we already identified Corey Connors as one of the likely candidates to play five matches. If Taylor Pendrith could ride the coattails of Corey Connors... uh. You're going to get an incredible value at $4,400. Now they've got to win and they've got to play well. And they're going to, no matter what the Americans throw at them, it's going to be a tough tough scene. But for $4,400, the third cheapest golfer with a reasonable path to three or four or five matches, if things shake out in your favor on a golf course that is a really, really good setup is hard to is hard to overlook. Cam Davis is the other one. So Cam Davis doesn't have as much of like the natural partnership, unless you just go with the Aussie group. So if we see Thursday morning, Adam Scott, Cam Davis, Corey Connors, um, alongside Taylor Pendrith, Sung J M, and Hideki Matsu. No, it'd probably be Sung J M and Tom Kim, and then Hideki gets. Who would Hideki get? You know, it's a good question, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Um, I don't know, like a Mito or like a Sabat. that that's it. Who you pair with Hideki is actually really interesting, right? Because that would be someone who could ride the coattails of a potential five matcher as well. So anyway, back to my thought. Cam Davis is in a similar boat of, of Taylor Pendrith, which is you get... A long, talented, really good guy who could partner with someone that you're almost certain is going to play five matches or four matches. So those two, we're going to have to wait and see, but they are likely the two most um, reasonable uh, kind of cheap options that are going to be down here. If you want to look at it a different way, we can go to the power rankings here. We can sort this um, in terms of ball striking for everybody in the field. Let's do last, I don't know, 36 rounds. 36 is pretty highly correlated to success. Scotty Scheffler, number one. Tony Finau, number two. Cam Young is three. I think Cam Young is 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 dynamite. I just think he could get lost in the shuffle of this, right? With, with um, him being a first-timer, the established entities that live on the American team. I, I think Cam Young's phenomenal at Quail Hollow. I just don't know where he fits into the team aspect of this. So we'll wait and see, especially when we find out Wednesday afternoon. Taylor Pendrith is... What fifth on this? Uh, Mito Pereira would be an interesting option, right? Mito's a, a ball striking dream. You know, he gains over a stroke per round. There's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of twenty four guys that over the last thirty six have gained. Uh, at least a stroke per round in the ball striking categories. Mito Pereira is one of them. He's 4,600. Taylor Pendrith is another. He's 4,400, right? So there's plenty of value here if you want to go that route. And if you go that route, and like, so, so it, it comes a lot down to roster construction, right? Because if you go the route of captaining Taylor Pendrith or Mito Pereira, for example, that gives you... Then a ton of money to run it back with Americans. So let's let's lay out a scenario in which you see Taylor Pendrith and Corey Connors playing uh Thursday morning together. If you captained Taylor Pendrith, you could then run it back with five Americans who are playing Thursday not against. Taylor, Pendrith, right? You don't want to cannibalize your own points. That's the other thing. You've got to, when when this comes out on Wednesday, you've got to play guys in lineups that aren't playing against each other for 20% of the matches. Remember, Thursday's 20% of the matches. Don't play Hideki Matsuyama versus Justin Thomas in the same lineup, right? They both can't win that first match. So you could see a scenario where you build optimally with a guy like Pendrith as a captain, Guy like even you know Corey Connors sixty two hundred dollars for someone who's likely to play four or five matches I think is pretty good and then running that back I I think I almost like I haven't built any lineups yet but but captaining a high volume international player against uh, and then with five Americans assuming you agree with Vegas and this is going to be a bloodbath uh, is kind of an interesting way to go about doing it kind of an interesting way. What else do we have here on this cheat sheet? Um, I feel like I've spoken about, sorry guys. I feel like I've spoken about almost every single golfer in this field. Um, Christian Bezadenhout, he's 5,400, just a note. Like I don't think he's a good fit for this golf course. I also think that he's quite close with captain Immelman and it's just going to be one of these like, Hey, you're my, my fellow South African love having you on the team. Congratulations for making the team. Like I just don't think you're going to play a lot, right? I just I just think you're going to play your one session, your singles. Maybe that's it. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong, but we'll find out. I don't think you're going to see him Thursday, and um, I think it's I think it's hard for captains to break the news to guys that they're not playing in a session or that they're not playing a lot. And I think it's a little bit easier when this is your fellow countryman. You can look him in the eye, you know him, and you say, ah, "Listen." I got you on the team. Be a good teammate, be a good uh shepherd for everybody else. Probably not going to play a lot. That's my opinion. What else do we have here? Um Let's just look at the power rankings again in terms of regular strokes gain total because I want to see does Muñoz deserve to be the cheapest? Probably not. I mean, he's been better than Hideki in the last 36 rounds, but we know Hideki's got a lot of volatile Options in there. He's been better than Adam Scott. Is that concerning for the for the international team that Sebastian Munoz in the last thirty six rounds has been better than Hideki and Adam Scott? Probably. What else stands out to us here? Cam Young and Jordan Spieth again. I think they're criminally underpriced. We've got to find it. We've got to find a teammate for Cam Young. That's that's the problem here. Okay, so I don't think anything critical stands out there. Let me just see if I am not missing anything here. We did Quail Hollow. Basically, talked about every single player and their potential potential teams um talked a little bit about roster construction but we'll run a model here in a second we're gonna learn a lot on 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 wednesday we're gonna learn a lot okay let's run a model so this is the custom model rickrungood.com now what i did uh is i kind of hacked the system a little bit here so the way this this model is not necessarily designed for captain play right so what i did is I got creative, and we can work this through. So I've loaded every golfer in as a regular golfer and as a captain. So you can see Scotty Scheffler, CPT, that's captain. You scroll down a little bit, you'll see Scotty Scheffler again uh, right here, not as a captain. So what I would recommend you doing is when when you're going to create lineups um, is to lock in a captain and then build lineups around that. So what you could do is... um, You know, uncheck the other captains and say, if I want um, if I want Colin Murakawa to be my captain, uncheck the other captains and lock him in. That will ensure that you get one captain and it will ensure that it is Colin Murakawa. And then when you uh, whoops, sorry, I've 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 gone too far. Uncheck these other guys. You'll be able to make um, actual lineups that are going to be accepted here while hacking the system that's not designed to do that so it'll it'll end up working itself out so lock in one captain uncheck the other captains and then see the the lineups that it creates now um we can do that later but let's let's run a model here i like the last 36 right that's that's been highly correlated um and we have some really good numbers on quail hollow so what do we know we know it's t to green play we know it's ball striking we know it's distance um all that fun stuff. So let's do, where's distance? Let's do driving distance 25. Now we have to remember, and we know strokes gained off the tee encompasses distance. So if I only put 10, I'm going to put 10 on strokes gained off the tee, but I don't want you to look at that and say, oh, well, that's only 10 on strokes gained off. Well, distance is encompassed in that as well. So it's basically 35 on the off the tee uh, setting. Then we're going to do uh, so actually, I don't want weighted. I want regular off the tee. I want 20 on approach. You saw that that was a big one too. Then we're just going to put five on around the green, five on putting. That is our own personal strokes gained total. We are then going to do in match play, I mean, birdie or better, like, like you just got a pile of them, right? Like match play, high upside, make a bunch of birdies. We're going to put 25 on that, which leaves us with 10 more. I'm going to put 10 more on Probably fantasy points gained I mean we're playing a fantasy game here let's let's do that my number one golfer is huh, it's Tony Finau and you'll see it, it, it'll double up here so you'll see Tony Finau as a captain Tony Finau as a um, regular golfer Tony Finau's number one boy so that also showed up it makes sense because that showed up on the, the key stats as well he was the best course fit we just got to find him a partner if Tony Finau goes out Thursday with what would be his best partner I like okay if 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 it's Tony and Scotty Scheffler on Thursday, I might captain Tony Fino, right? Because they'd be heavy favorites against who, no matter who whoever they play. If they win, you could see them continuing the next day. That would be and Scotty Scheffler's like looking around for a partner. I think that could be really interesting. If that happens, I could probably captain Tony Fino. Xander's number two. Scotty Scheffler's number three. No surprise here. Cam Davis is number four. Again, a great course fit for him. Great course fit. Cam Young is five. Taylor Pendrith, six. Those are great course fits. We just got to find them partners. So in ideal scenario, Cam Davis gets Adam Scott. Um, Cam Young gets question mark. Cam, okay, same thing. If Cam Young gets Scotty Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler's partner is the big question mark. It's the big X factor. Whoever it is, hopefully it's Tony Finau, hopefully it's Cam Young, becomes immensely more valuable on Wednesday night when we find that out. It's just the facts. Pendrith next, obviously, again, we just need a partner for him. Corey Connors, probably his best case scenario. Patrick Cantlay is next. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Sam Burns, Tom Kim, no surprises here. So this model helps, but it only tells a portion of the story for guys that are playing well, that are going to be good course fits, we still need partners. So, Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Captain Love, Captain Immelman will release in a presser, uh, the first the first session, five matches. That will help dictate all the decisions that you make, or most of the decisions that you make. You could also, again, coming back to the custom model, if you really want to get freaky, what you would do is um, the four guys that aren't going to play on Thursday, like you'd uncheck them, right? So that you don't want to get access to those golfers. And then you could also, hey, you know, if you lock in Tony Finow as your captain, him and Scotty Scheffler are going up against Justin, uh, or no, him and, him and Scotty Scheffler are going up against Hideki Matsuyama and Adam Scott. You would uncheck Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama, right? Because you don't want to go against those guys. You don't want to get guys that are going up against your captain either so think think about it you've we've talked I mean this is probably the longest video of the year about the format and about everything else that's going on and the possible scenarios if you are willing to make these changes on Wednesday you will put yourself it's the same as match play you'll put yourself in a situation to have much more optimal builds than a lot of other people that are playing this week name of the game give yourself opportunity give yourself path to optimals I think that's it be a lot more conversation a lot more discussion this week Tuesday betting preview Wednesday live show um they're kicking kicking off Thursday morning should be a blast let me know what you think uh tweet me at Rick run good leave a comment below best of luck this week I'll talk to you guys soon